Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava. It is Friday. It's the weekend. I'm excited. I'm probably, I'm pretty sure you're excited. So, um, you know, let's just kind of get into it. So today was super lax uh, reselling-wise. I didn't really get a chance at lunch to post a lot of items. I kind of forgot to, and... I've been using lunchtime to try and run to the post office and then get back and post a couple items just because I've been getting so much inventory in. Uh, it's a good time to post items and you know jump my store in the middle of the day. And that's a tip for you there. Um, you know, if you post items, the more regularly you post, the more traffic your store gets. And I see that on my store, after I post an item or a couple items, it tends to get more traffic going through the store. Uh, I tend to get a sale or two and then my sales start to go up and then uh, you know more people come to the store so it's good to post items regularly Um, now obviously with the coronavirus going around right now people can't do that it's kind of difficult to do but if you have a lot of inventory and you can you know just keep putting it up there uh, I would highly advise that now I used to be of the mindset where I would save items and list them one day or save items list them the next day so that way I always had three items a day to list or four items a day to list but I've kind of transitioned into just listing inventory as fast as I can after I get it and it works out a lot better for me I end up getting my inventory up it's going and I get a sale here and maybe I'll get sales more sporadically but I seem to get more of them and it seems to work just as fine for me so I would encourage you to just get your items listed as fast as you can but you know, try and keep those listings as consistent as possible as well. So finding that balance for yourself is, is gonna be super key. Now, uh, anyway, so I was talking about today. So yeah, I didn't sell, I don't think I sold very much. I sold, I sold a pair of shoes. So I listed these shoes on Goat and I have a, a pretty decently sized shoe rack in my room. It's not too big, but for most people it's more shoes than they would normally have and they're all shoes that I'm reselling. So, uh, you know, I filled it up and I had enough to take up probably an extra rack if I really wanted to, but I ended up returning a lot of them right before the uh, stay at home uh, kind of decree was put out by the governor for Pennsylvania. And that's just because I was a little bit concerned about how shoes were gonna do. I didn't really know what was gonna happen with the economy. Um, I saw what was going on with stocks around then and it was a little concerning to watch the stock market plummet and realize that my shoes are just like mini stocks to me uh, where they will gain value very very quickly for me um, but they can easily lose their value in times of an economic crisis and so you can kind of watch that you know I use them as investment opportunities sometimes I will buy a pair of Yeezys and sit on them for a year let them appreciate the full value because I can't possibly I could I could spend all the money that I have, but I don't think that's wise. And um, what I'm finding is it's good for me to oftentimes pass on some different drops or some different inventory to in order to save up for more uh, more valuable inventory that could come out in the in the couple days or weeks ahead of when I would buy things. So that's just something I've been learning slowly but surely. I used to spend almost all of my capital and try and get things, uh, you know, moving and acquire as much inventory, reinvest in the business and stuff. And I'm still doing that. I'm just doing it differently where I'm saving capital until I see an opportunity that I really like and then I go all in on it. And it's been working 
much, much better for me. My sales are doing much, much better. I'm making a lot more money doing it. And it's just been something that I've realized going very, very deep on a few items that sell really, really well and very quickly is a lot smarter than going very wide, but very, but spending a lot of my capital. So um, that's just something for me that may work for you. It may not, depending on what kind of business you want to run. But anyway, um, so I sold a pair of shoes and they, I don't know exactly how to describe them. They were a pair of Air Force Ones, which is one of the most popular Nike silhouettes that they make. Um, they were the Air Force One Jester XX, I think is what they were called. And just a tip for you, if you are at a store and you find like a Ross or a Burlington, and you find a pair of Nike Air Force One Jesters, um, they can be Jester Lows, Jester Highs, and that's just whether or not the shoe goes past your ankle or not. Um, that is a, a really, really good shoe to sell. I have, I've sold out of every pair that I've gotten of them. I've gotten three or four pairs at this point, um, and I've immediately sold them all just because those shoes, for whatever reason, I mean, they're a clean shoe. The Air Force is always a good shoe to buy and invest in, uh, especially those. They all come in a white colorway with a different colored swoosh, and the swoosh is kind of offset, sort of like the Travis Scott uh, Jordan 1s that came out last year, except it's not flipped backwards. It's just offset where it's... Uh, kind of at a different angle than the normal Nike swoosh would be on a pair of shoes. So, you know, that is, that's a tip for you there. If you could find those, those shoes are money. I've, I've done very well on them. And I think I bought them for about 50 bucks and I sold them on GOAT for $130. So the net payout was like 112 bucks. I made, after all, everything was said and done, I think I made about 62 bucks on them. So really, really, really high profit there for uh, such a low cost shoe. I mean, a lot of the shoes I'm investing in and trying to flip quickly are 100 to $200. I'm trying to make anywhere from, you know, 50 bucks to a couple hundred bucks. But these ones I was able to more than double my money on uh, for a $50 investment. That's just, uh, that's really, really good for me. I really like that. I like to get those high uh, ROI flips and stuff. So those are just good. I, I really enjoy those. So that was good. Um, but now I got to ship those out tomorrow. I also sold something on Poshmark a couple days ago and completely forgot about it. And they like you to ship stuff out in like two days. And I, I don't know what reminded me of it. I was just going through my stores. It was actually the shoe sale. And I was taking the shoes off of my Poshmark store, my Mercari store, my eBay store. And I was looking and I was like, oh my gosh, I sold this jacket. Um, and I didn't ship it out. I don't, I don't even remember when I sold it. I sold it like one morning when I got into work and completely forgot about it. I marked it down that I had sold it on my spreadsheet, but like I didn't do anything else about it. So I was looking at it and I realized I sold it on Wednesday, so I, I was still within the two-day time frame. And this is kind of a little bit sketch, but but it works out for me and it probably works for you as well. You can, on Mercari and Poshmark, mark that you ship the item and you don't actually have to ship the item. And I mean, if you never ship the item, then that's a problem. You don't want to do that. But let's say you forget to ship it or you just like to make the customer and Mercari feel like you're a quick uh, shipper or you know, you're delivering excellent customer service. You can print out the label and then just say that you shipped it and they're not going to know. Uh, if the customer messages you just say, hey, I don't know what's going on. It usually takes anywhere from, you know, it can take up to 24 hours for tracking to show. And then, you know, 
you'll probably ship it by the next day, but that's what I do. I mean, if I get a sale, I print out the label, I mark that it's shipped, and then I don't have to worry about going and remembering to mark that it's shipped or anything like that. They don't. I don't really need the reminders. I usually never forget, but this time I did. So I marked that it was shipped, and I had the label printed out already. I'm just going to ship it out tomorrow. But, you know, I didn't want to lose that sale. It was a pretty good one. Um, they were jackets that I had invested in back in December and I'm finally selling now. And that's one of the things I'm realizing. A lot of the retail arbitrage flips where I'm going to Marshalls and Ross, a lot of them are very, very high profit. I'm, I'm doing uh, high profit compared to what I'm spending. So the ROI is just massive. You're making 200% on a product. You're making 300% on a product, which is just really, really crazy margins. Um, because when you start moving into high velocity, uh, high quantity products, you're not going to be making that much. But you know, with these little flips from Marshalls and stuff, you're making a lot of money. It's just, do you have the patience to wait for them to flip? And do you have a better place to spend your money, uh, than let it sit for five months tied up in a pair of shoes or a jacket. And right now I think I do have a better place to put it. I think I have a much, much better place that I can put my money. Um, but for those items that are slower moving items, I'm just leaving them all what they're at. They're going to sell eventually. I like having items that sell for good margins. Um, you know, randomly it's good to have, it's just good for me. I enjoy it. And that's one of the things about reselling. I do enjoy kind of treating some of my inventory like a slow, like slow moving long-term investment. And then when it sells, you know, that's when it's appreciated to its fullest amount. And I just take the money and then I reinvest it into something else. So. That's something I've been doing. Um, I'm gonna get that shipped out tomorrow and then keep it moving. I forgot yesterday to mention that the Nike uh, Duck Camo Volt uh, Air Maxes came out today. And they were like the Air Max 90s. Back in, oh, I don't know when they released it. It was a little bit ago. They released the uh, Duck Camo Red uh, Air Max 90s on Air Max Day. So Nike has Air Max Day. I think it's at the end of April. Um, and they, they always release like a really nice Air Max and they brought back, uh, the duck camos, but I think they may have been originally, they were like red on the outside and then camo on like the, uh, top part of the shoe and then, uh, like the tongue and this time they flipped it. So it was like a reverse duck camo and then they did it again with the, um, they did the same shoe, but with like their Nike Volt color. So it's like that bright Nike green that's like neon green like you would know it if you saw it um they released those this morning and i went for those i had completely forgotten they were coming out i realized it i texted a couple people that i have go for shoes for me and then i pulled out my ipad and my phone and my uh computer and i went for them and i didn't get it on any of them i didn't i had like five different people go for them and i like five people including like all the ipads and stuff that i had going on and I didn't get them at all. And so that's a lot of the things that that's like kind of the common theme with sneakers, uh, like the sneakers app, unless you're really going at high volume and stuff, or you really, really have it down pat. Um, you know, it, a lot of times you're going to take a lot of L's and that's just the way it goes. Um, once you start buying a lot of shoes through Nike, it's, it's kind of difficult, but once you kind of get one to go through, then you get another to go through and another, and, and it kind of, it gets you in a place with Nike. I feel that they realize that you are a return customer and they want to kind of honor you and keep bringing you back. And it makes sense. I mean, I want my customers to come back to me eventually. Um, eBay isn't really ideal for that. 
I'm selling one-offs. I'm selling a lot of things like that. But you know, if I go wholesale, I go private label, I go into merch. I want the customer to come back and you know, even merch can be kind of one-offy. But you know, private label and stuff. If you're there's a guy who does like coffee machines and stuff like that, and then he sells uh, different styles of you know things you can put with those different accessories and stuff like that for a coffee machine. Um, you know, you want return customers. You want them to buy your coffee machine, and then you want them to do. Uh, buy the you know filters that you have private label or you want them to buy uh, whatever kind of add-ons the milk steamer or whatever if you're doing a, like a uh, an espresso uh, just all this different stuff so um, you know you want them to be return customers and so Nike I feel has that kind of thing Adidas definitely has that where you know the people that buy more through Adidas take preference for Adidas on their shock drops and uh, on the app but Nike I feel does it too a lot of the people that do a lot of Nike outlet flips typically do really well with sneakers because uh, sneakers the app because um, they just I don't know it shows on your Nike account that you spend I don't know like a hundred thousand dollars a year there and now okay what's you know we're gonna make this person happy they obviously spend a lot of money with us so yeah we're gonna give them these sneakers we'll give him whatever he wants he comes back all the time so compared to me who only goes on there once a week twice a week to get sneakers uh, the people that spend a lot more on there definitely take preference so that's just something that's more of a theory though i it's not confirmed nike never says that they're never going to but it's just very odd to me that a lot of people that i know that go to the outlets a lot and spend exorbitant amounts of money buying sneakers to flip from the outlets uh do really well on sneakers so um you know that's just something to keep in mind if you do a lot of nike outlet flips the sneakers app may be uh really good for you to try and get into as well but anyway, I missed out on those. That was a bummer. I think they're going to do pretty well. Um, some of the ones from the red colorway were doing really well in like size 12. So I was trying for one of those on one of the accounts just because I like to. But then I dropped the sizing a little bit just because I wanted to try and give myself a better option to get them. But regardless, I missed out. And, you know, that's okay. It just is what it is. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow where the LeBron... Uh, sevens are coming out in Laker colorway. I'm going to be super pumped for those. I'm going to be going for those as much as I can. I think they're releasing on more than one site than just the sneakers app, uh, which is good and bad. It's good because I have a better opportunity to get them. It is bad because once a sneaker is released on a lot of different sites, its value typically drops. Um, so if you're having like a pair of Yeezys that's coming out on Yeezy Supply, uh, Adidas, Foot Locker, Dicks, uh, you know, all these different places that Yeezys will release. Um, those shoes typically do much, they're not much worse, but they're, they're, there's definitely a drop off in the resale value versus a pair of Yeezys that's only sold on Yeezy Supply or like a Yeezy Supply or Adidas exclusive Yeezy. Those do really well. Um, you know, those do much better than just a regular uh, run-of-the-mill, you know, we're going to release as many pairs of these as we can, Yeezys. And so that translates to other shoes as well. And when they're releasing on sneakers and Foot Locker and all these other different places, um, you know, it's kind of a problem uh, because it's better for you if you're going to do a volume, uh, look at volume standpoints and stuff like that. If you want to buy them and make 30 bucks a pair, 40 bucks a pair, you want to buy 10 pairs, you just made 400 bucks in, I don't know, an hour, two hours. You know, it's not really, it's really, really good money. But if you're only looking to do one pair and you're hoping to make 100 bucks on it and now they're releasing so many other places, it's one of those things where your resale value on the shoe is going to go down. So just something to keep in mind. It is uh, it is something that you know I'm going to be going after. I'm still going to be going after the shoes, but I kind of have put myself in a position to 
uh, eat the cost for a little bit until I can flip them and, you know, go for maybe a couple more than just one pair. So I'm going to be doing that and then, uh, you know, just trying to get myself a little bit more antiquated with merch. Uh, I really want to learn merch. I think that there is a huge opportunity that we haven't even touched on yet. Uh, a lot of these people that I'm listening to, they started in 2017 and they are making a lot, a lot of money right now. Uh, RJ Hustles, he's a guy that does a lot of merch. I think his royalties in like 2018, 2019 were up over 100K and royalties are what you're paid out by Amazon. So he's doing like, I think he has like four, three or four VAs, virtual assistants. And so he's paying them like three to four bucks an hour. Actually, not even, I think he's paying them like a buck 70 to like three bucks a design. And he's putting up all these designs, but he's making so much money. It's ridiculous. And so I would love to do that. I think that it's super cool. Um, I am not very good at designing, but I feel like it's kind of fun, like for a hobby outside of reselling, because reselling is like a business to me, but for like a hobby that produces me some sort of, uh, income and is productive for me, I feel like just having a design business like that. Uh, there's a lot of different ways you can take it. You can do things like uh, design shirts based off of trends. You can take design shirts based off of something that's happening in the world. You can design shirts based off of a, a cool place you visited. Uh, you can design shirts for, for really anything. You can go and take companies' logos that are in your local area. You can go talk to them and set up something where you sell their shirts on Amazon and you take a 50% uh, cut of their royalty on it. So now every time they sell a shirt and they make five bucks, you get 250 of it. And depending on how big the company is, you can really start to make some money off of that. And you know, you scale that out, go to a bunch of different companies. Now you're making 500, a thousand bucks a month, and you really didn't have to do a whole ton of work. You upload the design once and then you keep it moving. So, you know, that's just another way to do it. So there's a lot of different ways to do merch. There's a lot of different avenues to take it on. You can scale it out to Etsy. You can scale it on Depop. You can do all these different platforms. There's just a lot with it. I, I have a a kind of an affinity with it right now. Um, and I'm going to be learning as much as I can about it over the next, I don't know, whenever I, whenever I start to research it. So, you know, from now on, I'm going to be learning a lot about it. So that's something I'm doing. And then garage sales. I got a text from my girlfriend's mom who said, hey, there's garage sales happening. So but the, the area that I am around is starting to open up. Uh, a little bit and some of the areas are having garage sales now so I am excited I'm going to be going to those if I see one on the side of the road I will uh, do everything in my power to get over there and stop the garage sale and see what they have going on I need to remember to put some cash with me all the time because right now I'm running with no cash and I don't think most people are going to take my apple card so um, you know I'm gonna have to do that and keep some cash on me just to uh, you know if I go to a garage sale and I see something for a dollar I can actually buy it so you know, I'm excited for that. I love garage sales. It's again, it feels like a hobby. It's not super, uh, you know, I'm not doing a lot of work when I do it. I'm just running out. I'm going to garage sales. I'm buying people's trash and I'm throwing it on eBay and making money on it. So it's just, it's something I love. I love that. It's, it's so much fun. Summer's a good time. It's a great time to go do garage sales. You can really make a killing on it. So I just highly encourage you to do it, especially this summer. I think people are going to be doing them and doing everything out of their house. You just, we want rid of it. We realize we don't need it. We realize we need money and you're going to be able to make a killing on them. So that's really what I'm going to be focusing on over the next couple weeks. Um, but yeah, it's the weekend. Enjoy yourself. Have some fun with your family. Uh, have some fun just, you know, doing the things that you want to do. And 
get out there and buy up some products, whether it be at a garage sale, whether you learn merch, whether you go to a Walmart or a Target and find some products you can sell online, just make some money for yourselves. But I'm going to go. I'm at the end of my drive, so I will wrap this thing up. But you guys have a good one and have a great weekend. I will talk to you tomorrow. Peace.